0: To begin, you must start. That's what I always told myself when I first started going into business. And from that point on, I always took one step and then another to get myself to where I needed to be. In this episode, I'm going to share with you my journey from being in accounting and finance for 17 years to becoming an artist full time and then owning my own art business. The trials, the triumphs, the hardships and joys are all next. Um, seven years packed into it, just a few minutes so let's get into it happy new year everyone wow i cannot believe that it is 2023 already when i look back um through all of like my business stuff i mean i've been kicking the can here and my art business since 2016 in september and it has changed again and again and again and again. And it continues to evolve. And I think uh, that is a really natural process. I mean, even as artists, you're going to evolve. You're going to do different mediums. You're going to try different things. You're going to create different uh, beautiful pieces. And a business is the same. So today I thought I would look back and share with you some of the journey, some of the you know most memorable moments that I've had in the past seven years and what things are going to look like going forward. So to begin with, um, I wasn't in arts at all. I was in accounting and finance for 17 years. That's right, I, I didn't have any arts degree. You know, all of my learning was by doing, by um, becoming a member of the Artist Workshop Guild, learning from other artists that were like really great in their field, and making a ton of mistakes but also correcting those mistakes. And that is how I learned the best. Um, I got into instructing because we needed our members of the artist workshop group to give um, tutorials each week. And so I got into that. I was doing Toastmasters. That was what I would do in the evenings when I wasn't taking care of my family and going to my job. Now, my job got pretty stressful for me. Um, There was a point where I was having some physical ailments, which I found really peculiar my arm had gone numb and uh, I decided to go see a doctor about it and the doctor told me that I must have mild anxiety or de- mild depression and um, then he suggested that I could take some pills for it but um, I knew what it was I knew I knew it was my environment not the, necessarily the job that I was doing but um, just who I was doing it for and and I knew that that had to change so rather than take a prescription. Um, I talked to my husband and we were in a good financial position and I said, you know what, why don't I just try doing an art business because I love that so much and I can quit my job. And he agreed because he had seen me in this zombie state and um, it wasn't good for the family, wasn't good for my health and uh, it was really stressful, like we, of course, with a young family you know, you've got the school district schedule to deal with and when you have a, a boss who does not want to give you any time to deal with things over there it is extremely hard, um, but also, you know, you ask for a week off and they give you like four days and you're, you know, you're not allowed to train staff to do your job. And uh, that's why they can tell you no. And it was just a really difficult situation. I also had my supervisor who I was um, really fond of. She got pancreatic cancer, unfortunately, and passed away within months. And this all contributed to this vast desire for me to just quit my job and go into business for myself. You know, she had dreams, she, you know, she had all these things that she wanted to do in retirement, and now she wasn't able to do any of them. And I really thought at that point that life was really too short, and um, so why not, if you can, go after that dream. There I was in uh, Melanie's shop at the group gallery talking with her, and I had been around some of the arts people before, just from um, group shows, and uh, I'd kind of started up Ridgeside Art as an online website with local artists art and uh, so i kind of knew them so i talked more to her and she was more than happy to let me uh, rent off of her downtown philomena hughes a photographer she was also in the studio there so then we shared the rent in her location and i really enjoyed her she's become a very uh, incredible friend of mine she is so skilled and helpful and she has been one of my mentors in business um since Both of them have been really outstanding. You know, they've helped the community in so many ways. And so anyway, that was my my first jump. So the day I quit was a huge relief. I remember coming home and my husband asked me how my day was. And I said, well, I finally quit. And he's like, you want to go and get a bottle of wine for, (laughs) for tonight? And I was like, yes, let's do that. And I just felt so good. And I felt so alive. And I felt this just like I was just full of life and ideas and all these things to do and I just started doing them you know I started bringing in supplies I got my exporter license and I stocked a shop as best I could I brought in art and uh, we did shows and we did some classes now I will say that you know I wasn't perfect at this my marketing sucked you know I do a class and nobody really knew my name so I'd have like one or two people in the class and it was this immense slow build I'd been in accounting and finance my whole life but i didn't know how to market and so i spent uh, knowing that i had these weaknesses i just dived in deep into um, that area you know I, I learned so much i i went around and talked to other artists and did different things and i just was always on this path of like growth growth in my art growth as a teacher and growth um, as a business person and uh, yeah so fast forward a few more years um, we had a lot of difficulties downtown in prince george as you probably know and it became extremely difficult to operate i even moved to fourth avenue from third avenue Um, it wasn't much better it was a bit better but uh it was small it was it was a small shop i was able to kind of control my stock in and um but yeah i just continually went, went from a problem a month to a problem a week to a problem every day. And I just didn't feel safe myself. I didn't feel safe for any staff. And I didn't feel safe having my customers come down at night. I was always watching them get into their vehicles. And so I knew I had to get out of the downtown. Then my business changed again. So you'll know that I was Ridge Side Art to begin with. And it turned into Watts Art Academy. Um, That happened because I needed to get into the zone over by the college in, in order to um, adhere to the bylaws uh, and the zoning. I had to be more of a, like a school, a, a learning institute. Um, there was, there was a lot of different things, but I could only really apply for one. So I completely changed my business to fit in that zone so that I could get out, uh, get out, of the, get the hell out of the downtown. And um, that was great. We moved up to Ogilvy, and um carried on we had a bigger space and it was good we had Trish working for us Um, Sharon at this point had retired sadly and she moved away and if you know uh if you remember Sharon she was just lovely and we still talk to this day she's another one of my mentors and an inspiration for me but yeah so we moved into Ogilvy and wow like business was a lot better there like the parking was easy there was no problems Um, we did get our window smashed once and when we put up some of the plywood I just painted it and uh, I started actually painting uh, other businesses windows when they were smashed and they just had their plywood up because it took a long time for window replacement so that was kind of fun um, I did the uh, scrapbook zone over um, up the street but it was were just these tiddly little things um, not not this didn't happen a lot so we were good there um, and then came a time where Kate from Topaz Beads I mean I always really loved and respected her she had a great shop downtown Um, she had some troubles wasn't too sure she thought about quitting and uh, I thought you know what Uh, why don't we share a shop we'll cut her overhead in half and uh, we seemed to fit good so she moved in and that was awesome and I really enjoyed her so we were sharing a shop and uh everything kind of worked out good. So we're rolling along and then COVID hit. (laughs) Another struggle to deal with. With that, of course, we've seen stock shortages. Uh, We couldn't do our classes in person. So moved them online. I I moved a lot online. And uh, that was interesting. It um, forced me to be in a market that I hadn't had time to get into. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I was doing well in it. Um, I liked the freedom of just sort of not having to be at a shop all the time, and um, and then of course there was just you know more time to develop other things, and I'd always loved uh, making paint, so I'd learned a little bit from Christy Tar, um, I explored it myself and developed my own processes, and I created the Butterfly Forest paint line, and I was pretty proud of that, and then of course the Fusion folks uh, they ripped up their their contract with us and they started selling it with whoever. And the radius of that really just didn't give me enough, um, like sales to warrant having it on a shelf. And so the more I went down these roads, the less I needed a shop. It seemed like the overhead of the shop was unnecessary. And at the same time, uh, Kate was needing more of the shop for, uh, her and her husband, Chris's projects. And so one day we were talking and I was like, well, are you okay if I just go online and, and you maybe do want to just take over the entire shop and she was happy with that and so i totally shut down brick and mortar shop and um yeah and then i was online Um, so i built the evolve paint line as well that it consisted of a milk paint a clay paint and a um uh, like an acrylic emulsion paint and uh, that was awesome we did a lot of uh, furniture rentals with that sold a bunch of it down south and um and then uh, i run into problems getting the base for the acrylic emulsion so it came to a kind of a head for me it was kind of like well you know how much space do you have at your home or your family's farm (laughs) so i had to really make a decision and i was also spread too thin so i was making watercolor paints i was doing online classes and then I was also creating a furniture paint line, and um, so um, I, I kept it all going for another year, just to kind of see what stuck, what took, the difficulties in it. And of course, we live in the north, and things are freezing, and that um, gave me a lot of troubles. I mean, you can't have your paint freeze so much, and so I had to make a decision on which products I would keep and pursue, and keep it, you know, more simple, or and which I would just drop. So I have kept the butterfly paints going. I still have the milk paints from Evolve that I've made just because I really enjoy them. I love them on wood and it's just a fun kind of wholesome way to paint furniture. But um, my biggest um, focus has been the Butterfly Forest Paints and uh, I haven't done as many in-person classes for Watts Art Academy because of that. Um, Luckily for me uh, I've been able to connect with retail outfits in the States and um, they just buy it outright not even at wholesale prices for their shops and uh, that keeps me pretty busy so I, I, I even came to a point where I didn't have to post a lot because There was enough volume from those relationships that I had made that um, that was more than enough. But in that success, I was just at home making paint. Poor me, mostly in my basement, (laughs) making paint. And I would migrate from my yoga pants to my house robe. And it was just, I don't know, not healthy, right? You're going to the post office and shipping all the time. And then you're just at home. So, um, yeah, I needed something else in my life so that's when I connected with studio 2880 and I am over there helping a bit which is kind of fun for me because it's kind of it satisfies that desire to be in a shop so I get to help out with their shop and um, also it's a great for me to do some more in-person classes. So it's such a great fit. Um, But even more fun is um, some of the roles that I get to do there include helping other artisans get ahead. And that has been a huge passion of mine. You know, I know how hard it is. I know that there's a lot to learn. I know that I learn from others and I'm hoping that others, you know, have something to learn from me, I guess. And so, we've been doing a lot of fun things so all those night markets that you've seen um this summer and uh all the merry and brights that happened over winter were just giving people an opportunity to get into the market to sell their stuff and to do what they love you know giving people an opportunity to have a life that they enjoy as well that um yeah really is kind of designed around their family and um giving contribute like contributing to the arts culture in Prince George Uh, Because I know when I traveled this summer, I, you know, I went to a few places with, um, summer markets. And, uh, I have to say what's coming out of Prince George is top notch. So seeing the, you know, people make stuff here that is high quality, that's super cool is, um, definitely something that I'd, you know, love to have them get out into the world too. And, uh, kind of represent Prince George. So, yeah, so Studio 2880 has been a great, um, getting back into in-person things and um, yeah and I just enjoy the staff there it's just a a real good team of people not a lot of people trying to do a lot of things and there's a lot of fun things coming up that um, yeah the community is just gonna just love and I hope you get an opportunity to go by Studio 2880 sometime and check it out Uh, There are guilds there, the Pottery Guild, the Fiber Arts Guild, the Prince George Symphony offices, um, the Artisan Community Gift Shop is there for selling your art. When you get to that point, you want to um, put it out there, Um, then yeah, come and check it out. An interesting thing is, uh, you know, I started out at the Studio 2880 and doing art at the artist workshop that was one of the guilds in the building. And now I'm back and I'm just really, you know, I'm I'm really passionate about that place because it gave me the foundation in the beginning and, um, through the, the guilds and stuff like that. And so, yeah, if I can help them out and help others out there, then great. Every, everybody wins. Okay. So that is like six, seven years wrapped up in, uh, 16 minutes. (laughs) So now let's go into 2023 because there's always exciting things ahead and uh there's new art classes so uh out of the gate we've got um bold birch trees in acrylic that one's come out for special request i know some of you've been emailing me and messaging me when's your art class is happening uh I didn't get a chance to get them done till now. I'm sorry, but here they are. So the bold birch trees is out. The tropical oasis in acrylic is out. That's a lovely beach scene, nice and loose um, sunset scene with some palm trees and then watercolor cacti. And for those of you who needed a little Zen in your life, the Zen art Mandela is a really great class for those looking for a little bit of peace and harmony in their life. It's a good reflective art form. And um, what can I say, it's fun to do. So having said all that, of course, I will still be doing my butterfly forest paints. We'll still be doing some fun events. And um, yeah, I'm looking at some inc- excursions for the summer. So I'm I'm picturing, we go out and we find a good scene. We take some pictures and we go back and we paint it in the next session. What do you guys think? Let me know, send me a message so that um, if you're interested in it, then uh, I put it on the roster. Okay, I want you all to take care, be kind to yourself and your friends, and uh, have an artful day.